Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our Wayward Lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Brittany, joined by my sister, Courtney. Hi, everybody. And our mom, Amy. Hello there. So today we're going to be talking about routines, and let me just go ahead and put this out there. In no way, shape, or form are any of us pros on routines. However, I just started doing routines, and I can honestly say that routines are a game changer. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of people talk about their routines, and I listen to that. I'm just like, there's no way. I mean, at some point, all of us have had to follow a routine, right? Right? Yeah. Like as a teacher, off the top of my head, I can think off of just randomly so many routines we have for emergency drills. And Court, I'm sure you have routines for your kids, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And mom, I'm sure you've had to follow routines at some point in your life. (laughs) All of us have to follow routines. And I feel like at some point down the road, routines became something that was... I don't know, just bothersome. It became an issue. It became something that we learned to mentally avoid. It became bothersome. We were forced to follow these routines as kids usually. And we grew up to, I guess, hating them. I kind of hated routines. And I never really had routines before. You guys? Mm-mm. Not really. No, it's it's a matter of perspective though, Brett. Like a, a routine. So... You started the routine of going to the gym. You love it now, right? But prior to that, maybe that wasn't something you liked doing. Or, you know, maybe it's a daily walk that you do with your dogs or, you know, something like that. So routines don't necessarily have to be negative. I think there can also be positive routines and things that you look forward to doing. Yeah, I think that it depends on who is implementing the routine. Like in school, it's not you. Yeah. It's your teacher telling you what to do. Or when you're a kid, it's not you, it's your parents. So I think once you reach the age where you can create your own routines, it gives you kind of a sense of control over your own life. And that might be more positive than how you viewed them in the past. But I think if I'm hearing you correctly, Brittany, what you're saying is the experience that you had growing up with routines, well, not maybe everybody, but you know, speaking for ourselves, could have kind of cause you to have a negative connotation with the word. Absolutely. Yes. And I never had routines before. Like for Uh, yourself, you mean? Yeah, not for myself. Um, You guys heard me say, I was a teacher for seven years. I woke up as late as I could. I never had like a morning (laughs) routine. My morning routine was rush, 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 be crazy, go to school, do those things. And, you know, nightly routine, sure, you brush your teeth, wash your face, but I think that's more of a, I don't know, would you call it a routine? Yeah, habit. it's a routine. Habits. A habit. Or habit. Yeah. Something that you do like subconsciously, you just every night you brush your teeth, every night you, blah, 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 you know, those yeah. mundane Same thing when things. you wake up. 
it's a thing you do. It's a habit. I don't even know if it's a habit. It's just something that you do. You wake up, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, mm-hmm. you know, you put your clothes on, all those types of things. So for this, I think we're wanting to talk about routines in the sense of making a, well, reimagining the word routine and think about it as a regimented thing that you do for yourself every day in order to accomplish your goals. And I had a really, really hard time with this. So some of you have heard me say this before. We listened to some previous episodes, but in the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, he talks about think of the best version of yourself. And a lot of other people talk about this too. What does that person look like? What is she wearing? And when you go even deeper, what are their habits and what are their routines? And so I had to get myself, after I figured out my limiting beliefs, changing them to positive affirmations, making sure my mindset was in the right place, my next step was I had to start doing things differently in order to be that person I envisioned in my head. That person I saw in my head, she definitely has some routines and habits that are different than mine because that's how she got there. So that was the next battle for me was getting to start these routines. And I'll say that word because we're talking about was starting some routines, some regimented things that I did, not just to, you know, make my skin look better, to make sure I'm getting more sleep, but to do um, personal development. And that's what I loved about the miracle morning is that's what he taught. It's the miracle morning. You wake up a little bit earlier and you do personal development. You get some stuff done for yourself. And I can honestly say starting this morning routine, I even started a nightly routine, has been a game changer for me. I have really, really opened up a lot more. I've become more mindful and we'll dive into this more as we talk about our routines. Um, But I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm actually reading this book right now called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell. And he's just talking about all of the different laws of growth. And the first thing he talks about is the law of intentionality. And the idea behind it is growth doesn't just happen, right? You don't just wake up one day and you've grown mentally, you've grown spiritually. You know, as a child, you do grow up physically unintentionally, I guess, because it's the natural order of things. But once you become an adult, any type of other growth that you want, you have to be intentional about it. Um, And so I think that ties into this because forming routines, especially the little formula that Elrod gives you, is one way that you can be intentional about your growth. That's what I think makes it work is it's not just things happening, happening rather passively. Does that make sense? It's you making the decision in all different areas of your life to intentionally grow. But I'm not a routine person. I just want to put that out there. (laughs) They're really, really hard for me. (laughs) It's definitely a struggle. Mom, do you want to add anything to that? I, I've read Hal Elrod's book as well, and, and he's also got some other books for Miracle Morning, I believe, for teachers, for married couples. There's this uh, a whole um, plethora of topics that he covers for his Miracle Morning, but I never was a routine person as well. Sure, as you guys were going up, there were things that 
these regimented tasks that you all needed to do on a regular basis to make sure that you guys got out on time, made it to school, right? You guys had your lunches, you had clothes on your back, you had your homework, blah, blah, blah. But after you guys grew up, it's like, all right, so now what do I do? Now what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's my regimented routine? You know, for a while it was, um, I went into work, right? There were things that I had to do in the morning to, to prepare and get myself out the door on time. But then when we moved and I started working from home, it's like, okay, what's my routine? Uh, I start work at nine. I'll roll out of bed at 8.55, right? But I think one of the things that Hal covers that I absolutely love is talking about personal development and the steps that he's got there, which we could talk about in a few minutes, really helped put things into perspective for me and really, I guess, shone the light or um, as far as, you know what, there are things that I can be doing for myself um, before the whole world wakes up right? And enjoy things. We talked about gratitude and being grateful. And as I read his book, I started implementing these routines. And believe it or not, I've gotten more out of my day and I was able to accomplish some of the goals that I had on my roadmap for things that I had wanted to do. So I love that we're sharing this book because I believe as as Brittany said, it is a game changer. If you don't have a routine, if you don't know where to start, Uh, He does highlight some really good steps that you should take and incorporate into your daily routine. Yeah. Everything you said, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So without giving you everything from the whole book and the last episode, we talked about what to do the night before. Um, But the night before, this is how my routine works. And if you, and it's very almost, you know, mirror image of what Hal Elrod's morning miracle morning is. So when I go to bed, I put my phone across the room now, and I've never done this before. (laughs) I remember in high school, there used to be an app where you had to do math problems to turn off the alarm on your phone. That's messed up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think I ended up deleting it because I can't. I'm still bad at math. (laughs) I'm really bad at math. I just always leave like a $10 tip or 20 or 30 because I just don't want to add. But anywho, (laughs) I don't do the math well. Um, so I set my phone across the room and that was a big thing. Cause where's everyone's phone when they sleep right on the nightstand next to them. It's where your mm-hmm. phone goes. Cause what if something happens? And, uh, so my watch and my phone are across the room because if you have an Apple watch and an Apple phone, you can easily shut the alarm off from your watch. So I put both of them on the other side of the room. So here's how my morning works. And this is what I adapted from the miracle morning. So in the morning I get up at six 30 and the first day it happened, I, I guess I heard the alarm a couple times, but I didn't get out of bed until maybe like five, 10 minutes later when I actually got out of bed and heard it. But since then, as soon as the first ding happens on the alarm, I immediately wake up. And from the last episode, when we talked about those affirmations, I affirm myself at night, no matter how many hours of sleep I'm going to get, I'm going to wake up at 630 full of energy. Because I've done that the night before, as soon as that alarm goes off, I immediately wake up. And I'm actually full of energy. So here's my next step. This is from the book as well. I turn the alarm off. I drink a glass of water. And to my surprise, it is very refreshing and wakes you up. I didn't realize how dehydrated you get when you sleep, you know, and I drink a gallon of water a day, I guess. And to go for that many hours without having water 
to drink that glass of water in the morning. I was like, wow, okay, that wakes me up. And then I immediately go brush my teeth, kind of rinse my face off. I put on my workout clothes. I don't go to work till nine. Uh, For me, after that, I go downstairs and I meditate. And that is the first um, of his of his rules there called savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. He starts off with silence. So some people can do silent meditation. I cannot. I think I would just fall back asleep. What do you guys think? <laughs> meditation is hard. Meditation is hard. Um, I actually do guided meditations and I can link in some stuff at the bottom, but I went to YouTube, found guided meditations and it took me some time to get used to the meditation, but I, I love it now. Have you guys tried meditating? It's difficult. <laughs> it's really difficult because your mind races. You're like, okay, how can I possibly have 10 minutes, five minutes to sit here and just be calm when I have to do all of these things? And I'm actually reading a book right now on meditation. He was saying for every minute of intentional meditation, you get nine minutes back of productivity. I was like, Wow. You know, because when you focus on meditation, you focus on yourself and you focus on the breathing and where your energy is going later on in the day when you come across situations that might take your focus away, you've got the skills to bring it back in. So the first one is S, silence. I use meditation. Um, After that, I go ahead and do my affirmations in the mirror, which we talked about in the last episode, and that is the A of savers. All right. And then we've got um, V for visualizations. Same thing. I kind of visualize and see that person who I want to be in the mirror while I'm talking to myself. After that, I go take my pre-workout and I got 20 minutes until it's fully engaged is what the the description says. You have 20 minutes until you should work out. (laughs) So I break that 20 minutes up into 10 minutes of listening to an audible book (laughs) and 10 minutes of journaling. And I have these notes on my screen. I've got like, you know, just little stickies on my computer screen that I type out my journals every day. I listen to an audible and then 20 minutes is done and I go exercise. So I do the last ones out of order. Um, reading and scribing are the R and S of savers. And then E is the exercise. I go ahead and get an exercise in. I shower, get ready for work. And I've done all of these things before I even go to work that day. So that's my morning routine. All from the book. That's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. How long did it take you to actually follow through with that? I know like when you meditate or even just getting up out of bed with that first, you know, sound of the alarm, did did you find when you first started that you would, "Ah, I don't really want to meditate right now. I'll, I'll just do a minute or I can do that later. Or when the alarm went off, you hit it, snooze like one, two, three, four times. Or did you, when you started doing this, you were really committed that you really didn't have those stumbling blocks. You just, you know, went right into it. That's a great question. I think because I had done the hard work, if you listen to the last episodes, if it's your first time listening, definitely go back and listen to the other episodes. But because I'd already done the soul searching of identifying why I was feeling down, getting my mindset right and mentally preparing myself because I did all of this work before that mentally, when it came time to come to and do it, I was ready to go. 
And I feel like if I hadn't done that hard work, because I've tried to do things like I tried to like, you know, let's wake up early and run. <laughs> let's, you know, let's work out here. Let's try this there. And I never did this hard work of soul searching before. And anytime I did anything like that before, it always failed. But I would say this time, because I did that soul searching, when it came time to starting this routine, this regimen for myself, I hopped on board. And I was actually really surprised. Um, I'm about to pull up my stickies right here. Hello. Do you see these, Courtney? She's sitting across from me. Those oh, are all my little journals. All those little green guys? Yeah. So if you click them open, wow. if you have a Mac, I wish we can show you guys. But if you It looks click, like an Excel sheet from back here. <laughs> if you click on them, it's a whole journal that I write. Very cool. So I'm on my Mac. I have little stickies that I have up. But I did it for two weeks straight, I think. Let me see. Yeah, I did it for two weeks straight and every single day by the time I get to the journaling, I'm like, if you read it, look at me go. I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I've done this already. You've got this. And then I continued on for a whole month straight. Um, and I'm on the second month now and it's just, it's been great. I'm getting so much stuff done. I'm, I don't know. I would say I'm just more focused. The whole meditation thing has really changed a lot for me. I know how to meditate now. I'm reading some books on that as well, but that's really helping me. But the fact, I don't know, as a teacher, I was talking to Courtney about this earlier. I'm, oh, I was always giving. I'm, oh, I guess, you know, I had no morning routine. I rushed to work as soon as I got there. I had to do this. I had to do that. I help, had to help this person. I had to handle this IEP. I had to go to this meeting, go to that meeting. And then after that, I would have guard practice and I wouldn't get home till late. And now I just want to go to bed. I never really did anything for myself. And just like you said, mom, personal development. As a teacher, if you're a teacher listening, you're going to have professional development like crazy. And half the time, it's not going to mean anything to you because it's not for you or helping you grow. It's just something you have to do. But to do personal development was never something that I don't, anyone ever told me until I read this book. And Courtney and I were talking about it. You know, you go to school, you're, you learn these things, you have these routines, and all of a sudden you're grown up. And we stop learning about ourselves mm -hmm. and we stop like digging in and why is this happening and why are we reacting this way? And I don't know, this whole thing of doing personal development has really been a game changer for me, for my personality, for the things I'm able to accomplish, my relationship with my husband and the other people around me. Um, like I said before, it's been a complete game changer. That's really great. So I have no routines. But I have to be honest, listening to you talk just now has really inspired me. I think I might just start <laughs> tomorrow. But, um, you know, I do have small kids and a teenage child. And so I have to be ready to leave the house by 6.15 every morning. And that means if I want to do anything for myself, we're talking, I have to be up 5, 5.30. That's really and early. that really discourages me because I don't get to sleep till 11 or 12. And the idea of only getting five to five and a half hours of sleep a night scares me. So I know this sounds like excuses, excuses, excuses. And maybe they are. And maybe it will require some sacrifice on my part, you know, maybe going to bed earlier or something like that. But um, I was never really a person who believed in routines. And maybe it's what you were saying, Brittany, like, it's kind of pushed on you, especially us going to private school our whole lives. You know, it's very structured. 
And so I just was never into it. I wasn't really a believer of it. But my husband is very routine oriented. He's very disciplined. And he insisted that we establish some routines for our kids. And it would annoy me (laughs) because I'd be like, no, I don't have the energy to enforce a routine for these little people who, you know, (laughs) half the day just run me ragged. It's not going to work. It's just another thing I have to almost force on them. And it's just going to make everything worse. But I have to be honest. He was 100% right. And creating something as simple as a morning routine and a bedtime routine for my kids changed everything. And we started doing this 2019. And then along comes 2020. (laughs) We all know what 2020 (laughs) brought. You know, the whole world shut down. And surprisingly, and it, it sounds silly, and it may even sound like I'm just trying to promote routines for the podcast, but I am all seriousness, having routines kept us sane. Yeah. Because there was nothing. There was no school. And when there was school, it was remote, do at your own pace. Well, let the listeners know, she lived in New York City. Oh, yes. So there was nothing. Everything was was shut down. They couldn't even go to the playground, right? Playgrounds were closed. Stores were closed. Mm -hmm. Everything was shut down. And so even when they started implementing remote learning or working from home, there was no structure to it. And one of the things I decided immediately was I was going to keep my kids, especially with school, on a strict schedule. Because I had heard other parents saying, oh, you know, my kids, they'll just do school whenever they wake up. Oh my God. You know, maybe when I'm done doing my work, I'll sit with them. And it was like six or seven at night. And it worked during that time because everyone was trying to figure out how to handle this remote learning thing. But I had my kids start at 8 a.m. as if they were physically going to school, take a lunch break at noon and at two or three. And in a world full of unknowns, it actually gave them such stability and it gave us sanity Because we knew what we were doing and it gave us structure and gave us control in a world where things really seemed out of control, you know? Um, And so, like I said, (laughs) I don't really have routines for myself, but I do um, practice savers is what it's called. Mm -hmm. I do practice each of those things at different times during my day, but not all at once before I start my day. So that's something I think I will work on maybe just doing one of those things. Yeah. Um, and then slowly adding on. Yeah. Until I'm able to do all of them. I need maybe. to chime in real quick though. If parents had been like you during the pandemic, I think there'd still be teachers that still want to be there. Because, and this is, you know, going a little bit off topic, but this is definitely <laughs> a, a hot, like a hot topic because so I would say like 90% of the kids that I taught, maybe even more, um, the parents didn't care. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't sometimes because you're, you're doing your jobs, you're doing those things and you kind of just hope, especially at the high school level, the kid will do their work. And this is what would happen. They would sleep all, they would stay up all night. They would sleep all day. They would wake up. If there was a zoom meeting, 
They were in their pajamas. They never did any of their work. No one checked on them. And you were right. They had no routines. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're going to school, you're getting up, you're doing these things. You have a lunch break. You have a bell to break up those classes. You get to do all of these things. And all of a sudden we were thrown into a world where there's no routines that you had to follow anymore. And people went crazy and lost mm-hmm. it. And without having those structured regimented routines, um, it kept kind of school going. And as teachers, we had to pick up that slack of, holy cow, I mean, you know how to be a student in school. We never taught kids how to be students outside of school. Mm -hmm. So your kids are so lucky that you had, that you did that for them and they are better off. I'm sure Sammy's better off for that because not, I would say, and any teacher listening, um, not many parents put their kids on schedules like that or routines. Yeah. And I agree. And my daughter even, you know, you guys know she has big emotions. Big emotions. <laughs> <laughs> she has a bit of anxiety. And surprisingly, having those routines in place, even during the lockdown, it was just, it gave her, yes, a sense of control and yes, a sense of security, but there was something about the predictability of it. Yeah. I know what's going to happen uh-huh. that made her feel secure. And I think, yes, maybe she's small and she's only just a little kid, but I think the same is true for us when we, not only are we able to have that security of, I know what's going to happen next in my routine, um, but it also gives us a sense of productivity. Yeah. Like I accomplished something today. Yeah. You know how many times we go to sleep saying, what the heck did I do today? Right. But when you are accomplishing those things, like you said, even before you go to work, first thing in the morning, it sets you up for a super productive day because mm-hmm. you've already been so productive before 8, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. You did all those things for yourself. Yeah. Even even Kai. We So we're together for Thanksgiving. Courtney and I are together at my dad's house. My mom is at her house and we're going to see each other tomorrow for Thanksgiving. But um, I haven't physically seen the kids in a while. And we were, I was watching a movie with Kai and I was like, Kai, we should go take a shower. And he's like, uh-huh. Oh, brush teeth first, then shower. Like he knew, <laughs> he knew what the steps yeah. were. He knows. So yeah, yeah, you're, I mean, and I think it's fine for the listeners too, because we're women at different ages and stages. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids, you know, yeah. I have the ability to wake up early and do these types of things, whereas some of our listeners have kids and maybe don't have any routines for their kids and can now hear you and like, wow, okay, if this is what she's getting out of that. And this is what's happening for kids. Maybe I'll pick up some of these. Yeah, definitely. And I think my advice to myself and to any moms out there listening is to start slow and to not beat yourself up. If you're not mm-hmm. able to accomplish all the things you want to accomplish, all the things, all the things, all the things, she said, <laughs> she said, uh-huh. <laughs> start small. Like I think tomorrow I'll start with just silence and maybe a little reading. And once I do that for a few days, maybe I'll add on my exercise until it becomes, you know, more normal for me. I think it'll you know, become it's interesting because I, I forgot where I read it, but if you don't have like that half hour to do your exercise, I read it in a book like, all right, do 20 jumping jacks, do something mm-hmm. to just get your heart rate up. That's enough, but make the effort to at least do the exercise, right? Sometimes I do I, squats while I'm cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. 
Catphrases are great there. when you're doing stir fry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Bob. Actually, it was in the Miracle Morning, Mom. It was, you know. In the yeah, he says any whatever it is, just do yeah to get your heart rate up. Yeah, just do it to get your heart rate up. But one of the interesting things too, I I just have to point out with Hal's book is that he wrote the book as a result of trying to find the one thing that successful people do. You know, some people might meditate, some people might do affirmations, some people might exercise, some people might journal, and he. He's like, well, why can't I do all of them, right? All the things. <laughs> and that's, that's essentially what his Miracle Morning is, is the savers. It's a compilation of all those, all the things. Um, <laughs> now you guys are just trying way too hard. <laughs> it is. It's, it's all the things that the, he's researched and found that successful people are doing. And he put them, you know, back to back to back. Yeah. So... I don't know, Courtney, I, I didn't want to cut you off. I wasn't sure if you were, were done before I actually went into my routine. So I'll ask oh, yeah, that no. before I continue. Go for it. I don't have a routine, remember? <laughs> <laughs> so if if you haven't guessed by now, I am the type of person who is always active, who likes to do the next workout. I did the typo. I did, you know, yoga. I did a few um uh, sprint tri- triathlons. Like, you know, I, I did five Ks. I just, I'm always moving. And I did 75 hard, if you guys recall. And one of the what things. What is 75 was, hard? So 75 hard is similar to what the savers is. Now I can't even remember. So you have to do it for 75 days. The thing is you pick a diet. It doesn't matter what it, what it is. You can do vegan, you can do keto, you can do, you know, Atkins, whatever it is, just stick to it for 75 days. You have to drink a gallon of water. Um, you have to take a picture of yourself every day and post it. Oh, um, yeah. You have to commit to reading a book, uh, 10 pages or 10 minutes, right? And I think there was one other thing, but in doing 75 hard, Unfortunately, I did not lose any weight. My husband did. I don't know why that is with That's women men who are. do diets with their husbands. Is their husbands are <laughs> successful and usually the women are not. Um, in any case, uh, Miracle Morning was one of the books that I ended up reading. So prior to that, I really didn't have any routines. But it really became, after I started reading 70, uh, um, The Miracle Morning, it really became necessary for me to have a routine. And the reason that I say that is I have my own real estate business with my husband, plus I have a um, W-2 job, right? So how do you juggle being successful with your business along with your W-2 job? And one of the things that helped set me up for success are the savers. And we talked about meditation I cannot close my eyes and meditate. It just freaks me out. I feel like somebody's going to walk up behind me or somebody's <laughs> going to be standing in front of me when I open my eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so essentially what I do is there is an app called Brain Aurum, A-U-R-A-M. And essentially they are um, sound waves. There's delta waves, theta waves, uh, alpha waves. And they're supposed to trigger different you know, happiness, um, productivity, things like that. So that is what I do in terms of meditation. I play these sound waves for however long I have, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I just sit there. Um, 
believe it or not, I've gotten up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, and I will go to my little Shangri-La outside on the back deck, and it's beautiful out there because you see the, the sky with the stars, and you just play this music, or not music, the sound waves, and um, it's, it's pretty impressive, it, and it actually starts you off on the right foot. And then from there, I do exactly what Brittany does. I practice the savers, the affirmations, the visualizations. I, to the point with visualization, I could actually see myself in my log cabin walking in. I knew where the bedrooms were. I knew exactly where the couch was, where our media room was, where our office was. I could just see it and I would describe it to my husband. So visualizations are very strong. And the idea behind visualizations is the more you do it, the more you can see it, the more real it is to you. So if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to get that job that you've always wanted, if you picture yourself, you know, fit, or if you picture, not even fit, if you picture yourself walking, you know, five miles or walking down the block and you can see that, you could feel the wind on your cheek, you could feel the wind in your hair, breathing heavy, the sweat dripping down your eye, it becomes real, right? And when that happens, for me at least, it helps me move myself in the right direction, okay? And then the other things like Brittany said, as far as savers go, the exercise and reading and journaling, I did all that. And unfortunately, I know I keep referring to this, but back in October, there's something that happened that rocked my world, turned everything upside down, that I actually stopped doing all of that. And that was the episode with my dogs. Now it's, I have to rebuild. I have to pick myself back mm-hmm. up and start doing those routines over um, so that I, I can start to feel good again about myself. And ending on that note, I want to ask you guys, when you fall off that wagon, when you have some type of tragedy, something that happens to you that disrupts your routines, what are some things or advice or something that you can tell our listeners to help them get back on track? Well, I have to be honest. Um, (laughs) I actually, I was just talking to Courtney about this. I had fallen off of my two month miracle morning and um, it was just one of those, I think it was our anniversary had popped up. I was like, you know, it's our anniversary. I'll sleep in. And then, um, Thursday through Monday, I didn't do my miracle morning. Now I take the weekends off. So Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, um, I didn't do my miracle morning. It was just three days of not doing it. And I had fallen off the wagon. And I got to say, when you fall off, once you start making these routines, it is hard to get back on. It is. Mm -hmm. But you know what I noticed is um, it was getting to me. Uh, And I noticed it happened at work. Um, I let somebody get under my skin and we like joke all the time. And he had just said something and it really triggered me. And I got like upset and I didn't show it until he kind of kept pushing my buttons about it. And then someone else got involved and I had gotten very snippy, got very rude. Um, and then I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go outside for a walk. So I walked outside and, uh, and then I did, I found, I found myself, uh, saying these things like, you know, these negative thoughts. And I was like, wait a minute. Let's put mm-hmm. in some affirmations here. And I, I was like, you know what? I am strong. I am brave. I will get through this. Um, mm-hmm. I will change my mindset right now and hop back on it. And then because I had been training myself to do that, that was that was the first time I had, a, I guess, lost control of a situation since I started doing the Miracle Morning. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the one part about it that I was thankful for is that as soon as I got up and walked away, 
my brain triggered off. It's like Courtney was saying in the last episode, switching the bracelet to the other wrist. My brain mm-hmm. was like, nope, these negative thoughts aren't real. Let's focus back in. We're going to get through this and we're going to change your mindset. So then I went back in there, had a great day, ended up apologizing to his people, but I noticed I hadn't done my routine in almost a week. Mm. And I was yeah. like, wow, I am, I am, I can't even imagine how I'm treating my husband right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should go talk to him about that real quick. And so I was like, you know what? I, I have to get back on track with this. I have to do it. And there, and part of those days where I wasn't doing it, I got up in the morning, my alarm went off. I got up and I was like, the bed looks really warm right now. Like, I think I'll just go cuddle with the dog for a minute. And I had not done that in two months. And that's yeah. what happened. So I had this like this moment at work where I let somebody get under my skin where he normally doesn't. And then I was like, you know, I got to get back on with my routines. I'm not meditating anymore. I'm not thinking about my energy and how it's flowing and my breathing. I haven't journaled in a while. I haven't thought uh, and gone through my day or thought about the actions that I've done. I had just been going through life like a robot like I was before I had started all this. So I got back on track this week. And I am feeling better than ever. Um, And so I guess to answer your question, it is, it's difficult to start routines, but I think if you do the hard work, the soul searching before starting the routine will be easier because you already mentally prepared yourself and you have seen in your head, visualizing where it's going to take you. And you know that by doing these things, you will get to that best version of yourself. Next is if you fall off of it, which is okay. It's okay to miss a day. It's okay if you're not perfect. You know, it's okay to make these mistakes and not be totally on top of it. Um, When you fall, it's difficult to get back on. But realizing, the seeing the difference of what it was doing for you when you were doing it versus how you are now, that's what got me back on track of it. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. I think that it's really amazing and you should definitely give yourself credit to the fact that you were able to see the negative change when you weren't you know you were able to recognize it because I think sometimes the hard part is our own Mm self-awareness right like you were able to recognize something's off with me sometimes it's easy for us I think to point the fingers and be like why is this person being so nasty to me today why did they you know we put the blame on others a lot yeah. instead of first looking internally. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you did. You could have sat there all day and blamed the yep. situation at work on others. And maybe it was called for. Maybe that person really was out of line. But instead of pointing the finger, you instead pointed it inward and said, okay, something's wrong in me. Yeah. And because we can't control other people, the only thing we can control is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really commendable Thanks. for you to have done um, and that just by itself shows your own personal growth. Yeah. You know, I've never down. done that before. Right. Ever. You guys know me. I'm a hothead. <laughs> <As> soon- <laughs> no. I can see the way you're looking at me. But if you know me, I'm a hothead. And if you say, like, normally if you say something to me I don't agree with, I immediately get upset. I lash back out and, like, I get hot-blooded. I know Steve has experienced this so many times. Um, but, like, I just there's at some point where I can't listen anymore and I get so upset. Um, and even my husband had said something like, I notice a change in you. I see you're working on yourself and I really appreciate that. And we were able to have a conversation about something pretty deep. And 
we didn't argue about anything. And I don't know, all of these, all the things that I have been doing (laughs) have seriously made a change. And it's not even, it's not even just the physical part of it. Yes. I feel great physically because I've been working out. Um, but it's like my overall just feeling and my energy and the mental. Yeah. The way I coming, I'm coming off to people. And I think a good portion of that really was the meditation and kind of learning a lot of that and then journaling and like mm-hmm. kind of talking to myself and talking through my feelings. But yeah. Well, thanks court. Appreciate that. I personally, like I said, don't have consistent routines that I do every day. I do have things I do every day, but not like in a particular order, if that makes sense. Um, and so one of the things I always try to do every day is have some time for prayer scripture reading or alone time with God. Um, And when I don't do that, you can tell by how I speak, how I maybe lose my temper quicker than I normally would. Um, And so I can always tell like whenever I'm feeling extra, not angry, but you know, just extra on edge. (laughs) I can almost always trace it back to, well, you didn't, spend any time in prayer today. You didn't spend any time alone with God today. And this is what's going Mm -hmm. on with you. And for me to answer your question, mom, I know I've talked about this in previous episodes, having even just one person to be an accountability partner for you or somebody you can call and just say, I need some encouragement. You know, sometimes I think with friends, we just vent, but we don't actually Mm -hmm. tell them what we need. Like, Do I need somebody to just listen to me right now? Do I need somebody to actually encourage me right now? Or do I need somebody to be kind of rough with me and be like, knock it off, get off your high horse, get off your self-pity wagon, pick yourself Mm -hmm. up and let's go. And so I think it's good to have a family member, a close friend that my friends always laugh at me because I always say this phrase, does life with you. You know, somebody that does (laughs) life with you, that knows your journey that can be that person for you, you know, and I know not everybody has that, but um, it's been a really vital um, component of my personal growth is having somebody that I can be held accountable to. How about you, mom? From, for me, I just continually tell myself that I need to get back to, and don't forget, I've had routines in the past. I've fallen off the wagon and I've gotten back on. So for me, if it's a week, if it's a month, if it's, you know, in in this situation though, it's been about mm, 13 months since I've really practiced the savers and been able to really devote uh, some quality time to my business. So I think it's just a, a matter of identifying right, you know what, I know I've fallen off. And then honestly, to do it all in one shot, it's going to be too much for me. So it's just starting, you know, small steps. So I think Mm -hmm. that I will start with, you know, something simple, as far as like, maybe getting up early in the morning and just meditating, right? I think that would get me in the right mindset. And then as things go on, then I'll, I'll start adding the other things like affirmations and visualization. And One of the favorite things that I loved doing was actually reading. I stopped reading 
So I really can't wait to get back to that. But I think for our listeners, it's Brittany said it, uh, you know, just identify. And Courtney also said it, identify, recognize that you've fallen and then just get, get back up on your horse. And if you can't, then I think that's where your accountability partner comes in hand is very handy. Somebody that you can do life with. Right. Um, I have my girls. <laughs> I, I can bring it to them when I, when I feel like I'm down or something. Obviously I have my husband, but it's always nice to have other family members that you can turn to as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that for our listeners, there is someone that you can turn to have that discussion you know, when you need that extra motivation or when you need somebody to just be honest with you. I hope you guys have somebody like that. And if not, we are more than happy to be that for you. Yes. Kind of why we started this. We wanted to make a community of people who are going through real life. Like we're not making six figures. We're not in the best shape ever. We're trying to do these things. We see that there is a need and we want to do these things but we wanted to make an area, a space where we talk about the struggles of it and make a community where you're not alone. So if you need someone to help you be accountable, please reach out to us and we will tell you at the end of the episode how you can contact us. Yes, definitely. And I think we would love to challenge each of you this week, even if you start with a small step, work on your routines, put something in place for yourself that you can work on. And like, like my mom and I were going to start small, one step at first, maybe try to get up the same time every day and do <laughs> one thing. Um, or if you're like Brittany and you already got routines in place, keep it going, find yourself an accountability partner and definitely share with us how you guys are doing. We'd love to hear about your story and your progress. Yeah. One thing, even if it's just one thing, that is what we are challenging you to do. Pick one thing you can add to your routine, whether it's morning or night. Um, and just like Courtney said, let us know what you're doing. And the challenge is to try to do it if you can for the month and let's just see where it goes. And then if you feel comfortable and want to add more, definitely do that again. Once again, the savers are silence or meditation. And then we have affirmations, which we talked about in the last week's episode, visualizations, um, scribing. Exercise, Exercise, scribing, reading, reading, reading and scribing. scribing. I, can't, I don't know how to spell anymore, so I'm not good at the math and I'm not good at spelling. Um, yeah, just to reiterate, <laughs> savers. S-A-V-E-R-S. Yes, there we go. I can't speak. I think the word scribe is weird to me because it sounds like es escribe in Spanish, which is to write. Yeah, so like when I say the word scribe, I feel like I'm saying say escribe, escribe and I'm just like, yeah. yeah, where are we sure. at in the letters? He came up with scribe just to yes, yes. Yeah, I got that. That's, That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> <for> scribe. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I think that wraps up our episode. Please continue to support us by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as rating us. That would be so helpful. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag us at wayward underscore lasses. If you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us. You can stay up to date on the tips, tricks, and short stories that we share, or send us some love on our Facebook community page, Wayward Lasses. Don't forget, if there's a topic you'd love for us to cover, please email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com. Court, you want to send us off? 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us today. Until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real. Bye, guys. Bye. Come along.